Here in Kitzchanar for your base ear, we're in Simon Pei Gimel, Siv Gimel. And we're in the middle of discussing an area called a karpaf, which is a yard or an enclosure, which the fence around it that's closing this area is not Lashem there. It's not surround, it's not a courtyard to a house or any place of dwelling. And therefore, the Chachalim decided that if this enclosure, it encloses in this yard the size of two sa'ah, which is the, the, the size of Chatzah Mishkan, 50 amas by 100 amas, it has more than that. At that point, this area, even though it's enclosed with a wall that's height is four, uh, ten tfachim, and uh, there's more than four tfachim space inside, obviously, and then therefore uh, could have been considered a yachid. We give it the din of a karmelis again because it's not hokav l'shendira. It's not enclosing this yard for the purpose of dwelling. Rather, it's guarding fruit, vegetables, it's a field, etc. So now we're going to discuss that if you have such an area that's less than base sasayim, if it's less than the, the amount of two sa'a, the, the amount of land, plot of land that would produce two sa'a of grain, still there are some dinim that apply. It's not considered a caramelist. However, one is not allowed to carry from it into a rishos hayachid. And from rishos hayachid, even though it's through the chatzah, you're not allowed to carry from rishos hayachid into such a karpav, into such a, a enclosed area, even though it's less than two sa'a and it's not considered uh, uh, so let's see in a place was enclosed not for the purpose of dwelling however it's not bigger than two in which case you are allowed to carry inside of it because it doesn't have a dental conference however if there's a courtyard connected adjacent to it you're allowed to take from the courtyard into this we're going to call it a carpa this enclosed area or vice versa, or from it into the chater, providing the if the kalim when when Shabbos came in were either in the courtyard or in it. We will consider them one type of domain halachically in a chater with this courtyard. However, it will not be considered the same type of domain with a rishos hayachid. Hence, Kalim that when Shabbos came in, they were in this karpav, in this enclosed area, Shalei Hashem Chatzar and Shalei Hashem Dira. Also, Lachnis and Tarabais, you're not allowed to carry it through the Chatzar into the house, even though you're allowed to move it into the Chatzar. And Kalim that when Shabbos came in were in the house, also Lachnis and Lasham, you're not allowed to take it through the Chatzar into this um, enclosed area, Halacha Dalit. If there's a place that was enclosed, and again, like we're discussing over here, not for the purpose of dwelling. Now, what's interesting is that at the beginning it was set up with mechitzes. So you put it not l'shem dira, and when you built it, you built it, let's say, to, to as a field, and then you decide, you know what, I'm going to build a house over here, I'm going to build a courtyard here. Hence, these mechitzes all of a sudden are surrounding a, a, a dwelling place. How do you retroactively turn these walls into a chatzar that's a proper one and it's ois kamelis and turns into a yachit? How do you fix it? Or a different case, not that you built a whole house and courtyard inside, rather you just open the door from your house directly into this up into this enclosed area, and then it became like your backyard. You start using it, etc. So my takante, what do you do for these walls that all of a sudden retroactively have a din of walls of Rishon Sayyach, then it's all good. And Lasaisa, the Mokav to consider it, these uh, walled in and fenced in place for dwelling purposes. So yif, the solution is, you have to make a breach and break into the any area of the walls. However, the breach should be for the length of 10 Amis, because we described earlier, till Amis, 
it's considered you could consider it if it has the majority of the wall left. Uh, the the merubah the oymens We said till ten amos, it's still considered a pesach even if you don't have a tzuras a pesach even if you don't put a string on top. So it has to be biyosim. can't have a pesach. However, more than ten amos is considered a breach in the wall. And once the walls are invalid, so then is batla mechitzes. The walls are annulled as if they're not there. And once you uh, again fence it in, this time you're doing it properly. It's doing it the same dinner because you already have a house in there or it's already open to Rosh Hashanah. Hey, now what happens the other way around? What happens if you have a courtyard in which a person lives over there? And it's more than based on Saim, so it's not a problem. We're not going to consider the commons because it's Hukav Ladira, people live there. However, now he went and planted a whole bunch of trees over there, and now this is all of a sudden may seem like a an orchard. Which we described uh, that the, hence this fence is not fencing in and not guarding a dwelling place. Even if you planted these trees in the majority of this chutz of this courtyard, this doesn't annul it from getting the title of a dwelling place. Why? Because people sit there for shade. It's still considered an enclosure, and this fence is still for dwelling purposes. A person likes to to sit in the shade of trees. I believe However, if you started planting vegetation there. Which is not um, for your enjoyment. It's because you want to plow, and you know, your walls, hence, are going to be retroactively for for animals, etc., to guard the fruits. If this takes up the span, the majority of the courtyard, even if it's not in one specific place, it's Elamafuzer. It's spread out, and there's a whole bunch of patches in the middle that you could definitely walk and consider it for personal use. But the majority of the chutzah, that means more than half, is covered by these. Greenery vegetation that you planted on the floor. Even if the even if where they are, they are they themselves don't consist the share of base assign. But the majority of the chutzah, which the chutzah is more than base assign, then it is annulled. The whole the whole shame that it that existed before that this is the shame dira is annulled. Again, it's all considered like a garden, and hence it turns retroactively, or right away, it turns into a Carmelis at this point. What happens if the all the vegetation that you planted is all in a very specific area, in a small area of this Chatzar? If the small area is less than the, uh, the base of, a base of Saim, and again, it's the minority of this entire courtyard. So, being that it's less than a base of Saim, this patch of greenery where you planted the vegetation is bottle, and it's considered an extension of the of the chatzar, and as if it's not there, will still, the entire chatzar will be considered the din of a chatzar, and not like a carp of not this enclosed area, some not for dwellings, for purposes. However, if the, the, the place where you planted these vegetation, these herbs, these plants, is in one place, and there's more than a base assignment over there. Hare, over here we have a very interesting thing. The place where you have this vegetable patch, this is con- that area is considered a karmas, and the rest of the chatzah, being that you are using it and the walls are proper, then in Indian it's considered a courtyard, but then you have a different problem because that, that corner where the patch is, that's not considered a chatzah, so it's as if you don't have walls over there. Um, it's so to speak not walled off from this patch which is considered a Kamalist. And therefore, hence you're also not allowed to carry in the this uh, this big chutzer. You're also not allowed to carry only Arba Amis because it doesn't have proper walls to consider because again, we're, we're, we're in our imaginary vision, we're putting a wall that's separating between the 
the regular part of the chatzah and this patch of greenery where you planted your vegetation. And being that you don't actually have a proper wall there, it's as if it's broken and you're missing the third wall, a uh, fourth wall. Halacha vav. The same deal will apply to a chatzah courtyard. To aim by a base assignment only has base assignment or less, and and you planted vegetables in a little bit of this courtyard. This will always go based on the majority. If the majority of this courtyard is planted with greenery, with vegetation, with herbs, with plants, then sorry. Yeah, the Avavishim Torah tells us, even though you're allowed to carry there, Kivan She'eni Yosem Beisasayim, so being that it's not more than Sasayim, it doesn't have a din of commons, and you're allowed to carry there. However, as we described in Siv Gimel, Kalim that were Shavis over there are not allowed to be brought into the house. That's the Nafkimena in this case. You're not allowed to take Kalim that, that were, when Shabbos came in, in the house, you're not allowed to take it out to such a courtyard again. We're talking about a courtyard that's less than Beisasayim. But it's the majority of it is vegetation. The whole thing has that type of din that it's a shusa yachid. You're allowed to carry it. Doesn't have a din of a kamos. However, kalim that were shavus in the house are not allowed to be brought into there, and vice versa. And therefore, you have to make a mechitza, a partition in front of this garden, so you should be able to use the half. That's the half of the chutzer that you are using for dwelling purposes or for using for for rides or whatever you have in your kids' backyard. In order for you to be able to carry kalim that are in the house to take them out to the chatzar. Again, there's no problem to carry around in that side of the backyard, but you're not allowed to take kalim shashafsu in the bais out to that backyard unless you have a wall separating within the backyard from the um, the vegetable patch to the, the dwelling part. Halacha alf of simen peidal. Now we're going to discuss a very interesting thing. In the context of carrying, we're going to have to define what is considered carrying and what's considered wearing, which means certain things, clothing and ornaments, are going to be mutter because that's not called carrying it, it's called wearing it. However, we're going to see that even in terms of ornaments and different jewelry that people wear, there are certain zayas that we're afraid in certain cases a person may take it off to show someone else, or if it falls off and it breaks, the person's going to carry it home if it's too expensive, and therefore there are separate zayas that one should not wear specific type of jewelry. So let's see an insight. Anything that's not a clothing, and it's not an ornament, it's not a, it's not jewelry, also lots of boilers, just a rabbin, mother caramels, you're not allowed to take it outside to just a rabbin from a just or to into a caramelist. It's carrying. You're not to have a pin that's pinned into your clothing. Even if it's a pin that does not have a hole, hence it's definitely not for shame. Israel definitely doesn't seem kind. It's made for beauty. But the Matthias is, you're not allowed to take it out. Because it doesn't have it's not Mamasha jewelry. Even if your intention is to carry to close the person's garment together, keep it together, like women would keep to like we'll soon see. Still, yes, a man should be stringent and not wear such a pin that's keeping together, for example, uh, different parts of his cloak. However, a woman, they keep together the ties in their different types of um, shawls and, and, um, and uh, let's see, different, uh, different uh, shawls and different... They would do it with different needles. She's allowed to go out with this pin if she, her purpose is, and it's it's distinctly noticeable that it's it's for uh, wearing purposes to keep all her all her she, uh, all her shawls together. And 
Shein and Akuba. This is specifically if it does not have a hole. Avolib Machin Akuba, because then it's, it, it itself will be for a different purpose. Now, even that is going to be a Darabona. Um, however, and if it would be and then it's going to be a problem. Even if it's a jewelry, in which case it's definitely considered wearing and not carrying, even there the Chacham Asr for certain cases, for example, there are those that are prohibited specifically for men, that for them it's not considered a Tachshit, for women, that for women it's considered a, a, a jewelry and an ornament, for a man, and the, one, one of the examples are, are different gar, uh, different jewelry that we're afraid that she's going to take it off to show them to her friend. For this specific takana, it has become customary to to permit it. They wrote different reasons why we permit it. However, yes, he should be stringent and not carry outside things that we're afraid the woman might show her friends. Over Fratis Lazar, one should specifically be careful. A man should not go out with a ring that doesn't have a signet on it. It was for a man, it was like a tasha to take out a, a ring that he would sign with it. And the Altar writes, even if it does have a signet on it, English lots of in today's day and age, it's not appropriate even for a man to wear such a ring, even though he it has a signet that he's going to sign, stamp things with it, or sign into wax like they used to close letters. I'm all still. Um, he should not do it in today's day. Says one should not rebuke if you see people doing it. One shouldn't have a watch with him. Even it's connected, it's hanging on him with a golden chain. It means it's hanging off his neck. Then it's definitely considered a taxid because we're afraid he may show it. Uh, or if it breaks, he may come and take it back. One of the two reasons I don't remember exactly right now. However, those, clock, those pocket uh, clocks that are in his pocket connected with a chain, he's having masa mamish that's definitely considered um, something that someone's carrying. That's not, there's no um, way to be matter carrying such a thing. Mafteach. Mafteach shal kasef in Allah Gimel. If a person has a key that's a silver key, even though he also wants to use it, being that at the end of the day, so then being that he's planning to use it as a key, it's considered something that he's carrying, being that it's also for beauty and it's also considered like jewelry, so one could wear it on Shabbos. But the Alter Rebbe adds, however, it can't be connected in the Shabbos way that we're afraid that if it falls on the ground, he's going to forget. They'll bring it by hand. And also, it also should not have the Xavier that it's simple for a woman to pull it off and whatever, the bend or whatever she's wearing, to show it to her friends, because in that case, the Zeder that we meant at the beginning of the base applies. Or, simpler solution is if it's it's hanging very loose, and therefore she can show it without taking it off, in that case, it's good. However, glasses, and we're not talking about today's type of brillant glasses, rather, and the type of glasses that they would clamp onto the nose. I was just in the Rebbe's library, and they have over there from the Friedrich Rebbe, the Friedrich Rebbe, would wear such glasses. There's even over there a picture of the Friedrich Rebbe wearing those glasses. They pinch onto the nose and they 
stand over there. Or there's another kind that people would hold like a magnifying glass or had one, just one eye. And these things were afraid for a person to go out with it. And that's what he's referring to. It doesn't even matter, even if they're surrounded with silver ornaments. And then also is when we're, we're, one is not allowed to go out with these two types of me, uh, glasses that I just mentioned because we're afraid it's going to fall and he's going to bring it back. Mashenk and our glasses that connect in the back of the ears, obviously it is motor and there's no chance it's going to fall off. It's built to stay on. Halacha dal. Also, it is prohibited for a woman. Law says beged al to put a different garment on top of her soul. And another beged or cloth on top of his hat. If, again, to guard it from rain. Again, this is providing that it's guarding his hat from rain, not guarding him from rain. It ha- if it's guarding, says, however, if it's just a hat on top of a hat, and the bulls, that is allowed. The problem stands, it starts if it's not to guard him. It's not his labush, rather it's labush to the labush. The reason why this is generally prohibited, not in the case of the altar, but the hat on a hat, generally, is it's not the labush. Um, and the Alter Rebbe adds, providing it's not covering the majority of her body. So let's say the women that want to wear a shaitel cover, the, the plastic, they put it, it should cover the majority of the body, cover also their back, not just over the shaitel. And the same deal with the people that put these hat coverings, it's a full, they wear a full, uh, coat, a full coat or a full um, poncho that also covers their body. In that case, it's okay. If it's clear that the intention is not that it shouldn't, the rain shouldn't go on the hat or on the shape, but rather it shouldn't get on them themselves. In that case, mutter, it is um, it is permissible to, and is permitted to wear such a covering, even though it's on top of the hat, because it's really shermelagufan.